Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the large lenders. Enjoy a full suite of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion, all absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PRMG and its competitive pricing can help you grow your business by emailing us at partnerships at aimgroup.com to get connected today. Welcome back, everyone, to another another great edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am lucky enough to be able to say I am the president of AIM. So today, uh, really looking forward to this one as I do all the time, sound like a broken record, I don't care because I always look forward to these because selfishly, I get a lot out of these. So, but today I'm gonna be interviewing a mortgage broker with Aluna Lendon, and he goes by the name of Aaron Hinson. Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Mark. Yeah, no problems. We'll, we'll dive into this stuff here. You know, uh, I know uh, you had a great discovery call uh, with our team here and, and, and these things I don't think can ever go we can't talk about these things enough, which is obviously going to be about your background, you know, the clients, community, building a team. We can never talk enough about these, you know what I mean? Because there's always different ways to do them that you can always grab something from someone else. So let's ha- let's hop into it here. Uh, tell me about your background. You know, I want to know, like, how you guys started in this industry. Give me give me the timeline. Of, you know, what you've been with five companies, one company, it doesn't matter. Give me give me the whole detail background. Yeah, sure. I, I grew up in Maryland and uh, w- went to college, but didn't really go. Um, <laughs> went to a lot of concerts, had a lot of fun and got into serving and bartending. And and after uh, about seven years of, of kind of being in college and, and working uh, in restaurants, I was managing restaurants and I love food and I loved hospitality. And I actually think you you get a lot of the skills in the restaurant business. If you can do that, you can do um, a lot of things, but I, I always thought I would do that forever. And around 2005, I had moved in with my girlfriend at the time, and I thought restaurants were great. Like I got free food and booze, and it was fun. Um, but she said, "Hey, you got to get an office job." In 2005, we had just moved in together, so I'm going through, and I, I see an ad for make big money, and you know this is before the meltdown. And it was in a call center selling uh, selling mortgages. Um, didn't really know what a mortgage was and uh, got on the phones. And a couple months later, pockets were full and President's Club trips. And, uh, you know, over time, started learning the business more and getting more involved, but really just kind of started in a, a call center because my, my girlfriend at the time said get an office job. And uh, that's the best thing I ever did was was get into mortgages. So how long how long were you in that call center for? Uh, about three years. I worked up to a, to a sales manager and I had a team. I'm still friends with some of those guys. My original, uh, manager at the time is, is still a mentor. Um, they've, their companies had a few incarcerations, but, uh, uh, I'd say right about till 2008 when everything just kind of went like that. And, uh, at that time I, I moved to Denver, from Baltimore out to Denver where I lived for eight years, but, um, I worked for that company with three different names for, uh, about three years, uh, I was a sales manager towards the end of that. Um, just, just pounding the phones. <laughs> okay. Walk, walk me through that. So that was, uh, is it safe to say that was retail? Yeah, that, okay. very much. Yeah. Which, which most call centers are, but you know, you do have a few brokers that kind of have these little mini call centers, which is fine. 
Uh, but walk me through that. I mean, how many calls were you making <laughs> a day? What were the conversations like? Yeah, um, it was a great sales model that I, I utilized in some of my business. It was it was strictly refinances. Uh, that was strictly lending tree, that little green frog guy. Um, yep. And uh, just, you know, costs coming in. It was all cash out refis. Um, not to give away too many secrets, but may or may not have focused on lower credit scores looking for HELOCs, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, which are easy to convert refis. Uh, model identification and that um, not really knowing too much about the loans, but it's it just selling, it's just slinging refis. <laughs> yeah, no, gotcha. Okay, so how did you and when did you crack into the broker world? Gosh, uh, August of 2019. So, so not that long ago. Okay, so you you came over the broker channel. Um, what what do you think is the biggest difference that you see? And in, 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 I mean, we all know brokers being brokers better, right? Yeah. But what what's the biggest difference that you see? Um, you know, I, that's a great question. And there's a lot to say on that. But I think the main things is that I, I've always been an advocate for my client. And I would do whatever it took to do right by them, you know, regardless. And I found um, in retail that I, I had to be a jerk a lot. I was fighting with processing that thought they were an underwriter or overlays. Don't not even mentioning pricing, but obviously pricing. <laughs> Um, is a factor and, you know, you'll get trained to, to not sell rates or whatever that means. But, um, you, you know, I found that no matter how hard I worked or how much I cared or how much passion I put into my work, someone else was jamming me up. Someone else was in my way uh, for delivering for my client. And uh, as a lot of you know, the California DRE is kind of slow on licensing. So it took like a year uh just to, to get set up and uh get into brokering but um I, i'd say the biggest difference is, is the control um mm -hmm. you know like if if you i had to humble i had to humble myself because when i worked retail it wasn't my business it wasn't my company take it or leave it this is the operational model and it, it may or may not make sense to me but it, it is what it is Whereas as a broker, you get to get more hands on. And if, if this doesn't work good, it's, it's our business. So we can make adjustments and changes um, to optimize things better. So I, I found that if something went wrong as a broker, <laughs> like if something goes wrong today, it's probably my fault. <laughs> um, reason, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, whereas on the retail channel, um, it, it was just more butting heads. Um, so that was the biggest difference is, is just being, just seeing my hard work. I, you know, not have things get in my way and less roadblocks to have a, a, a more seamless process. Um, and the pricing. <laughs> yeah. yeah pricing is always, always better. But the, the one thing I love about, uh, uh, you know, the, the broker side of things and, you know, whether you're part of a small company, you own your own company, whatever the case may be, you, you can be yourself. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's what I truly, truly love about it. I've, I've seen scripts from retail people and talk to them like, okay, how would you handle this situation? And they want to act one way, but they can't, you know what I mean? Because they're under that corporate structure and they, they got to be someone else. And that's what I've always loved about being a broker is I can be myself, take it or leave it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Um, being authentic is, it, it really comes apart and it, I think it sets, sets us apart and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's just cooler. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> it's much, much cooler. Um, okay. So 
so you've been in you've been in the broker world for about three years. You're 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 crushing. You're doing a great job. Uh, so now let's talk about let's let's dive into the mortgages and and the most important thing in my eyes is always the clients and community, you know, the, the people that surround us. And that's another great thing about being a broker is that we really get to dive into our community. You know what I mean? So how involved are you in your local community? Um, pretty pretty involved. Um, you know, I'm from Baltimore. I I lived in Denver for for eight years. And um, when I, I moved to South Lake Tahoe about five years ago, and I, I just showed up with the stuff in my car, I was going to grow a mortgage business and, uh, you know, see what happened. And and uh, it, it worked out that way. It was just a heck of a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, but it's a really small town, which I think uh, makes it a lot easier to, to get involved and to make a difference. Um, I love to snowboard. Um, there's a big part of why I moved to Lake Tahoe is because I'm five minutes from the chairlift and, uh, that was important to me. Okay. Um, so when I got out there, I joined a really cool group called SOS outreach where, um, it's linked up with Vail, but they help at risk kids get a ski pass and gear and they get a mentor and you get to get out there and ride with them. And it was just really exciting. And, uh, I was at an older stage in my life where I could, uh, give more, you know, I, I, you know, and, and volunteer. So doing the SOS snowboarding with the kids was really, really rewarding. Um, and then you obviously, you get to meet people within the community, very, very hands-on. And, and from there, I, I joined a group, uh, which is CASA. It's court appointed child advocates. It's a little heavier. Um, those are kids caught up in CPS and, and heavier things and mm -hmm. you're, you're going to court. So I, I got involved with that and working with them and, um, teaching a life skills class at our secondary high school. And it's kind of like a funnel because once once people in a small town get the sense that you like to give back, you, you'll get to get involved in a lot of things. Um, I became a board member two and a half years ago, maybe of the, the Tahoe Regional Young Professionals Group. Uh, for the record, YPN is just young at heart. I'm 42. Uh, I might act like a young guy, but um, yeah, YPNs are super fun because it's just like-minded people. And I get tired of talking about real estate and mortgages 12 hours a day. When I go network, I don't always want to talk about loans. Like I just don't. Um, and it's interesting to hear what like computer programmers or marketers mm -hmm. or other entrepreneurs, um, are doing. So I like to get involved in all sorts of ways. And then as our business, as my business is scaled, haven't had, I feel guilty, but I haven't had as quite as much time to, to volunteer hands-on. So um, it's great to make donations. Like we make donations to Boys and Girls Club and the Tahoe Women's Community Fund. And um, just, just trying to give back in any way you can. Um, you, obviously we're not necessarily doing these things for the return. Um, you're doing them because it, it feels good and it makes your community better, but it, it also has absolutely helped grow our business. And it differentiates ourselves, you know, because it's like you like U.S. Bank, as an example, they might sponsor things. And they're big, huge organizations If little Luna Lending can come in and have our name right next to them sponsoring an event and get our name out there and be helping the community. Um, I, I think that's a big part of it. I, I, I like small mountain town living, just being at the top of a mountain. And, uh, you know, I, I hope to always be able to volunteer and, and be a part of the community. It kind of balances me out because like. Call an underwriter, screaming an underwriter. Yeah, blah, blah, this condition's whack. Blah, blah. Hey, and then you're helping people, so kind of, kind of keeps us human a little bit. Yeah, I, no, and you hit the nail on the head. Where you know it's just extremely important 
that when you when we're part of our community and whether it is monetary donations whether it's just helping kids helping families whatever the case may be you don't do it looking for an roi you know what i mean you're not doing it to, to get an investment back you do it and then it then it comes naturally absolutely i i mean i've <clears throat> excuse me especially with being a mentor um i i find i learn as much as i i get as much back as i as i give and I'll, I'll say things maybe my dad said to me 30 years ago that I thought was ridiculous. And then I hear myself say it. I'm like, oh, wow. You're right. old, man. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's it really is rewarding um, going in and, and teaching 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds that are about to graduate high school and go out in the world how a credit card works is, is really important because I learned all this stuff the wrong way. Like I went to concerts with my first credit card and um, didn't pay it for five years. And now I know how to fix credit because of my profession, but um, you know, it, it's good information and it's, it's really healthy. It's, I think in this business, <clears throat> it can consume you if you let it and whether it's snowboarding or volunteering or music or fam, I don't have any kids or anything. I have a girlfriend, hi Stephanie. Um, but you know, anything to keep us balanced is, is going to make us more whole. Um, so I, I think it's really important. That's perfect. I, I, lo I love your outlook on everything. That's absolutely perfect. So, okay. So let's say you're, you're, you're volunteering, you're doing whatever that person's parent call it. However you get, let's just say a client, right. Uh -huh. From something that you're doing networking or whatever the case may be, walk me through the process of the moment that they call you or email you to, till you get to a CTC. Um, I think I really, whether it's like a parent or someone I've worked with or someone in the community that was recommended, um, I, I think people can smell trust and I think that they can smell intentions. Um, and, and I think maybe if you're not as busy or you're, cause I've been in a place when I moved to Tahoe where I was, I was like needing like that deal. Like I need to get a deal um, to make it. And, and if you find yourself in a place where your intentions are your business or your profit or, or whatever it might be, you're just not as authentic. But I, I really think it's trying to understand where to meet, you know, that person at. I'd love to ask the question, um, you, you know, someone call, could be a quick call, like, hey, I'm so-and-so, here's my link, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I love to ask the question, can you just tell me about where you are right now, what your goals are, and what you think is important for me, because if we pause and, and think about it, we never know what this this client has has heard before about buying a home. Probably seventy percent of it's wrong. Uh, we don't know what research they've done. Right. So we, we want to start at the beginning, but I just like to say that and I go, and I'm all ears, and I just shut up and I listen, and I, I have my notepad up, and I. I take any notes and I, I think I learned this back in my call center days, uh, the importance of listening, you know, and just they'll tell you what you need to know. Like, yeah, we're going to ask how long you've had your job or, you know, what kind of assets you have and all that nerdy stuff. But the the meat and potatoes is what's your vision here, um, you know, and, and getting them to open up. And then I think the whole progression from there is just more human because They've opened up to you about where they are. And now you get the opportunity to, to plug that in with your insight and experience to kind of dial it in into a product or a financial solution uh, that's going to fit them because you've gotten to understand them. So I, I guess to answer your question, Mark, is just 
open the door and just let them get out whatever they want to get out and and then start dialing it in from there. Yeah, no, and, and you know, telling's not selling. And I think the 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 most, you know, best way to quote unquote sell and do what we do is exactly what you said. Ask questions. Ask questions. They'll they'll tell us what they need and what they want. And we can advise them maybe of something they didn't know. They don't do this every day. We do. Absolutely. And don't maybe not take everything for granted because there's so many misconceptions or misunderstandings you know like you know uh my credit score is 780 i gotta get it up to 800 or you know i've only been at my job for uh a year and 10 months i gotta wait two months it's like i don't know who told you that uh, i'm glad we're talking <laughs> right um now do you put certain requirements on yourself of how you communicate with your clients throughout the entire loan process um expectations yeah and honestly it's something i could uh I could do better. I think I can tell how well I'm doing by how many phone calls I make. Um, I personally, I, I think something I could do better is less emails. It's so tempting just to bang out a ABC email and and to live um, an email. And and on a good day, um, so I, I try to block some time because a phone call, even if you've got nothing to say, if you just go through your pipeline and you you check in and you ask about your kids and. Um, you know, I think that that's better. And I've noticed that transition, um, you know, since I went from like processing my own loans and being all by myself to having an LOA and an LP and having some support that ideally I might not have ever seen their pay stubs, but I've trained someone to, to look at them and I can call and, you know, find out how the turkey was on Thanksgiving. Like those, <laughs> those things are a lot more enjoyable to talk about. Um, so I would say phone calls are important and, and it's a reminder I could, could make more. I'll make them after this. Um, you know, automating things is good to an extent if you can automate some communications. But um, at least as of now, the, I think the phone call takes the cake. Yeah. You know, I mean, that human interaction is, is absolutely huge, especially kind of in the world we're living in right now. People want human interaction. You know what I mean? For 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 the most part. So how, how do you do you? Do you use any online resources? Like, are you big, like with your website, Facebook, any type of social media? Um, yeah, you know, I, I've got, um, I run some Google ads and I've got a, I've got a website. I have a company that runs my Google. Um, probably 90% of our business is organic, but I'm trying to kind of find that secret sauce, uh, with marketing budget. I really like Wiki Realty in that they post, um, pertinent topics in my community. Um, not necessarily, uh, you know, something I can quantify with, with, with leads necessarily, but I, I think it, it builds our social media following. I, I love once a day, like if you don't know what to do and you got 60 seconds to spare, like a brand 360, this or that, like goes to everything. Um, I use Flowify. I love, I love MBS highway. Um, yeah. those refi worksheets. Cause it's like, that really sets you apart from other loan officers. Like another loan officer is gonna send a fee worksheet with their rates and, and this is a 30 year fixed in an MBS highway. Um, mortgage coach, I guess is similar, but I, I use MBS, but you can say, well, look, like this is your mortgage now. This is this mortgage. This is the payment difference. This is the short game. Take this little bar and in six years, you'd say your kids are going to college in a few years and you might move to, to Panama, right? I don't know, but like, all right, well, if you do this equity in that time, and you're not anything, you're just, you know, so I, I think giving 
the information like that um, explains it. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll get to talking and I'll get off the call. And I'm like, I don't think I made sense to me. Like, what am I? Because you, when you're comparing so many different things. So I, I think that that's a really powerful tool. I'm like looking at my bar of the different um, uh, bookmarks of, of what I use. But yeah, software is great. There, there's a lot of great products out there. HomeBot, um, you know, it's great to stay in front of people. Uh, using a CRM is great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I like the software. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, and you brought toys. A, yeah, you brought a Wiki Realty, and then that—that's they were at Fuse, and I got—I I was able to sit down with those guys for about twenty minutes, and that's a. So I'm not even trying to plug them. I'm just being honest here. That's an amazing product. Yeah, because like mortgage, I, I learned something like. I was trying to get my business off the ground, and I dedicated myself like I'm going to learn how to run Facebook ads. And like, I would think of these things like, oh, this mortgage product, 3% down conventional to us, that's sexy. We're like 3%, but a human wants to look at a house, you know, and I, and I learned that people don't really care to talk about mortgages. Most of them probably loathe it. Um, so, and our competitors, well, all they're doing is, hey, this new, they're talking mortgages. So sending out content about like a new business opening in town. Um, or like uh, an event that's going to be really cool. Uh, people are going to click on that that wouldn't normally see you. And that's what I think is so cool about that uh, particular product. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And, you know, yeah, that I think that's part of the secret sauce per se. And I, I think it's also based off of where you are. But, you know, the secret sauce, uh, you know, and, and each person is different. We just did a podcast and someone talking about YouTube and it was absolutely engaging. It was great. And I've just I've never gone down that route, but there are secret sauces out there. And I don't think there's one specific one, but I like, I, I like what you're doing. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your, your, your company itself. And one of the things that another topic that I always say, you know, we, we can never talk not enough about is building a team. So tell me, tell me about your team right now. Um, right now, well, Luna lending is, is right now we're a DBA of another fantastic broker in California. Um, my company, Luna Lending Inc., is approved in California and Colorado. I'm turning on like any day, my, my own shop. Um, but I, I hired a contract processor, um, not hire, but started working with a contract processor maybe two years ago and killed it. I mean, it was a great fit. I kept bumping up her profile and now she works for Luna Lending. Um, and then, so that was great because I wasn't processing anymore. And that took a lot off my plate. Uh, it was a great experience doing it up front because now I can roll up my season into a file and do that part. And uh, that's Sharon. Sharon's amazing. Um, and then a little over a year ago, maybe 14 months, I, I brought in um, an LOA, Ashlyn, who's also fantastic. I'm very lucky um, to work with such great people, but she had no mortgage experience, uh, but very smart and personable. And I thought she'd do well. So put her through the, I always say it wrong, Zinx, Zynix. That, oh, Zynix. That, Zynix. Zynix. Yes. That's the one. Put her through that and uh, just kind of trained her to to pull credit and and step out and flowify and look at items and uh, send disclosures and, and do the whole setup um, to free me up to take new applications and, and get within the community and take care of my partners and um, maybe not work every once in a while. Um, so that's our staff. And then... Uh, we recently bought on um, Athena. Um, she'll go through like one thing I noticed was a, a huge bottleneck was 
gosh, at, at one point, I was tough on home inventory, but we had 60, 65 pre-approved buyers in our CRM that are out looking at houses. And uh, I'm like, I, I'm missing something here because every for every other day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to call all of them I'm gonna, tomorrow. And, and I would never get a chance to touch them and call them unless they were reaching out to me. So Athena will go through and call them just to say hi and make those calls. She's licensed and she's going to be a loan officer very soon. So she helps us make calls, but it's a team of three. Um, and then went and added uh, um, benefits or health insurance uh, for the company and, and the 401k. And um, so that's my support staff for my originations. And then um, in the future, uh, you know, look to, to bring other loan officers into this platform because I think it's working really well. Um, it's got a great brand. It's got a great vibe. It's fun and it's good for the client. Um, but yeah, that's it. Just a LOA and LP front and back and uh, a roamer, I guess, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and that, trust me, there's nothing wrong with that. I absolutely love that. Um, okay, so the, these people, so you brought in, you know, your your processor who knew, you know, in essence, what, what was going on. She had, uh, she had experience, but then you brought in, and this is what I want to touch base on, I think you said her name was Athena? Did you? Well, Ashlyn, Ashlyn came in next. Ashlyn came in next, and she had zero experience, correct? Zero, zero. Okay. Let's talk about that right there because, you know, I, I think us in the industry, we we tend to shy away from people like those because we know all the details that go on to, to loans, the front end, the back end, the middle, the communication. But really, there's a lot of good people out there that can do what we do and can help us grow our business. So walk me through that. How, I got two questions for you, and I'll start off the first one. How did you train her? A lot of screen shares, um, setting up files together. Um, I, I personally, I, I found that that showing and teaching for me was harder than than doing it, and it was a huge adjustment just to not do it, um, but to think if I teach it now how how to do it, then in the future it'll be done, and I can be doing something else. I like when things are happening simultaneously, like things right. are happening right now, but I can talk to you. Um, a lot of patience, um, and uh, you know just correcting things, but explaining the why, um, yeah. and then providing resources. UWM has a lot of resources. AIM has a lot of resources. Um, but, uh, we talk on Slack all day. So, um, you know, just having a Slack open and probably most important is, is just having an environment where there's no stupid questions and someone's comfortable to ask questions. And if it doesn't make sense to ask it again and not, you know, be scared of that. I, I hope that, uh, we create that kind of, um, you know, environment. Cause when you've been doing mortgages so long, like stuff in life might not make sense. Like other stuff doesn't make sense, but this makes sense. And, and we know it. So to teach it is, is, can be kind of hard. It's a challenge. Um, but yeah, just, just a lot of patience and, uh, screen sharing, um, going through and shadowing and, um, I do things really fast. I'm a multitasker, like DU is running here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So, um, I can't do one thing at once, but I've always kind of pondered that like is multitasking better. So I, I, I think really just one thing at a time and, uh, and doing that and she kills it. Uh, Ashlyn has done, um, a great job. You know, I just remember when she got to the point where she could pull credit, verify income. I still double check the income, you know, but like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, it's right. The disclosures are on point. Like everything looks good. And, and you couldn't have done it yourself. It took the, almost 
eight months to to get to that point, but it, I think it's well worth it. And um, it, it's something where they'll be a partner for uh, for life, right? you know, part of the team for for a very long time. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I got I have a, I have a few new people on, and I'm doing a ton of uh, like individual bomb bomb videos. Yeah. You know, like when when I do stuff, I just send it here to just listen. Even if you don't even even if you already know this here, you can always kind of tag it and and keep keep it in mind. Um, the other thing I you know, and, and it's important that we do this. I think when you're, when we're talking about training is yes, there's some things where you can just tell them the answer, yeah, yeah, you, you figure it out and you're you're good to go. But there's you know there's other things where I say go look it up on the guidelines. You know what I mean? Go go to yeah. UWM site. Go to go to Fanny Freddie. I mean. Go look it up because this is how I'm not always going to be here. You know what I mean? And and it's just always important to know where to go find the answers. Absolutely. And and then to kind of tra- translate them because guidelines read like, like what the what the the, the 1099 or the what what uh? right. <laughs> All right. So my second question is what what did you think was the biggest hurdle when you're when you're trying to train someone new? Um. I'd say just the, the time commitment. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's a lot of questions, um, but if you believe in the individual um, and that they're they're more than capable of doing it, like you know, like I think of my clients, like you know, if my client asks me like a ridiculous question, it seems ridiculous to me, but then I remind them, well, this person's a nurse. If you put me in scrubs and send me to the hospital, I'd really mess some stuff up. Um, so, so just realizing that, you know, not everyone's been living in it for so long, but yeah, I, I think just the questions, the, the number of questions, cause you're doing other things, but, um, you know, just still well worth it, you know, cause I, I think you'll hit a, you'll hit a ceiling where you can only process so many of your own loads. You can only set so many files up, um, and something's going to give, whether it's your health or your. Your, your life balance or your your sales you know what i mean like if you're if you, how many times have you closed out your pipeline and then it's empty and you're like whoops yep yep so perfect all right well no, hey listen i i love i love how you have a small team i think that's like a a sweet spot for brokers um obviously you're doing extremely well with it you're training people you're getting new people involved in the industry so, you know, kudos to you on building a team. So, I listen, I know we're all busy here. You got phones ringing. You got doorbells going on over there. Um, so, I'm going to ask you one last question here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one last question here. And then, we'll, you know, listen, this is, this is a great episode. Uh, so, let's just say you have the floor. You, you, everyone's listening to this podcast in the broker industry. What's one piece of advice that you would love to give the community? <clears throat> I'd say be authentic, you know, don't, don't be like the next person. Um, you know, I, I branded after my dog, my dog's like my inspiration. Um, everything I changed, I got changed when I got her. Um, so, so definitely be, you know, your authentic self. And, you know, I think if in everything you do, you think about your client first, meaning am I making their life better? Um, am I, talking to them when they can talk am i doing everything i can do to knock it out of the park for them and make their life better everything will fall into place for you um and and then i'd also say just keep pushing um you know i moved to a new town and started from zero um you know and, and a lot of doors got shut in my face and it was it was very discouraging uh but you just keep pushing and believing and pushing and pushing and eventually other people will get tired and and you'll still be standing so just 
just push. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's that's great advice. And and I think one of the most important things you said there that, you know, I, I kind of preach as well, which is, you know, put put the consumer, put the client first. Everything else always falls into place after that. Right on. <laughs> yeah. So, Aaron, listen, hey, I, you know, I, once again, I know we're all extremely busy. We're, you know, this is around holiday time. I just want to thank you for sharing your insights today. Uh, you're giving us a little world, you know, give us a little view of Aaron right now and, you know, just sharing everything that you did because I think it's really important that, you know, these podcasts get spread the word out there and they show like how there's many different ways to, to be successful in our business. You know what I mean? And I, and I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day and, and sharing everything you had with us. Oh, I'm not busy. I'm going to go knit a scarf here, just do some knitting, be chilling. Um, no, but thanks for everything you guys at AIM do too. I mean, you guys have our back and uh, I, I really believe this community. So thanks for what you guys do too, man. No, our, our pleasure. It's when we get to meet people like you, it makes it all worth it. So Brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of our past podcast episodes um, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else where you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, leave a review, subscribe to it. You know, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to hear, because we're just trying to help this community. It also does the most important thing out there, which is spread the word that brokers are better. Aaron, you're obviously one of those. You're the man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day, okay? You too. Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.